thanks for checking out this message from Springmount Church. For more information about us and what we do, visit our website, springmount.church. Why not check out all the different groups that run throughout each week in Barrow and on Walney? And join us every Sunday from 11am at Salt House Pavilion in Barrow Infernos. If you would like us as a church to pray for you, please email prayer at springmount.church or sign up on our website for monthly news straight to your inbox. Uh, I hope you had a happy new year and a happy Christmas. Uh, for some people, the new year perhaps doesn't change anything though. Um, but obviously, uh, who had the flu over Christmas? Anyone had the flu? Not as many as I thought would have had it. Those who've not got their hands up, you probably gave us it. Um, so thanks for that nice Christmas gift. But you've heard the saying, new year, new you. Yeah, new year, new you. Has anyone made a decision to do anything new this year? Oh, two people. That's encouraging. Faye, what have you decided to do? Very good. Anyone else started something new? No? Beth? You're going to make the dog skinny again. Is that you two are going to go walk the dog and you're hoping that, that what you do with the dog will rub off on there? James, are you hoping? Yeah, yeah, okay. Make the dog skinny again. That's, it's like, it sounds like a Donald Trump slogan, doesn't it? That's sorry, you have it on a cap. Make dogs skinny again. I don't know. MDSA. No, that's perhaps not good. Okay. Anyone tried Veganuary? <laughs> Why would you? <laughs> Why would we? Or, or there's one there from up the coast. Everyone, anyone tried the diet from up the coast? You know, Jamuary? You know, Whitehaven and Workington. That's all they eat, jam, apparently. But... Uh, yeah, I was, uh, was going to demonstrate something with some baby food this morning, but I figured time would run out if I did. But did anyone receive the gift of reading this Christmas? Anyone get a book for Christmas? Okay, anyone get a voucher for a book for Christmas? Do they still exist, book tokens? Yeah, well, <laughs> I remember one of the things I got most excited for at Christmas was the Beano Annual. So just getting a Beano Annual, you would spend hours just reading through, doing the puzzles, and, and then you'd read it again. Bass Street Kids and all that jazz. There was the Dandy, there was the Whoopi. If you were a girl, you probably had the Bunty or something like that. I think that was the one. Anyone have the Bunty? Yeah, yeah. So some people of an older age definitely getting. I had an older sister, that's the only reason I know. Um, but how times have changed? If you gave someone a Beano annual now, they'd probably go, oh, thanks. <laughs> I'll play on my Xbox, thank you very much. But actually, times have changed. Who has read something this week? Who, who has read something this week? Even if it's a Facebook post, keep your hands up if you've read something this week. If it's an Instagram post, put your hands up, or Twitter, or even the back of a cereal packet. You've read. I would guarantee that every single person in this room has read something this week. Would you agree? Yeah, I would agree that everybody in this room has read something. Even if it's the instructions on an Xbox game or a tutorial, yeah? Everybody will have read something. Some people won't have read the instructions for things, and that's fatal. Always read the instructions for things. Okay, I've told you before how I've built things in the wrong places. There was once, uh, I built a table, football table for Joel that was going outside in the garage, and I decided, well, there's football on. It's nice and warm in the house. I'll build it in my lounge. But the first step of the instruction said, build it in the place you're going to use it. Because once I'd built it, I couldn't get it out of the lounge. So I had to take it apart again. So we always read the instructions. We all read something. Now, we're not starting a series today. We're starting a series in two weeks because obviously 
I figured it was good. Last year, who can remember what we started last year with as a church? The same people. Who can remember what we started last week with? Fasting. We, it was start fasting. We encouraged some people to spend the month fasting and praying and really seeking God. And put your hand, be honest, I know there's some people in our connect group. Who, who has maintained something new this year as a result of it? I know, I know several people have. That's good. I would encourage you to start something new. And I really believe that reading is really important. I'm not Rishi Sunak, okay? I'm not going to get you to do maths till you're 18. But I do believe we all read something. And we make excuses for not reading some of the most important things that there are. And actually, I was one of those who would have had a torch under my covers and read till the early hours of the morning. In fact, if I can get away with it now, I still do. But I've got an iPad that lights up now. I know you shouldn't read an iPad at night. It's not good for your eyes. But, you know, it, it's good. But I, I want to encourage us today as a church to start a new year with a challenge. And to start the new year as we mean to go on. Because I think we all read. And last year we started with the challenge of fasting. And as I say, I know that the three, certainly the two of the hands up were from our house group. And I know they've shared how at first it was hard, but it's developed into a habit of every day seeking God. And actually, that's really, really important, drawing near to God. Well, this year, I want to start with a challenge, and I have been made aware on social media that as I thought about this, other churches are doing the same thing. So I think God has got something on us here that he wants us to say, actually, come on, take this seriously. So if you're here this morning, you go, oh, I was expecting something really sort of life-affirming. This morning, it's a challenge. And actually, you might sit there and say, well, actually, I already do it. But what I want to encourage you, if you already do it, get alongside somebody who doesn't. Yeah? If you already do it, get alongside somebody that doesn't. Somebody maybe you've never got alongside before. So actually, this message is for all of us this morning. It's starting with me, because I've read and been aware on social media and in Christian magazines that quite a lot of churches are starting the year with this same challenge that we need to take God's word seriously, that we need to read it. If we want to know what God is saying, we need to read it. And this morning, we're going to look at the how, or the why and the how, or the how and the why. Well, first thing is this. God's word is precious. Do you agree? So we need to read it. God's word is powerful. Do we agree? Yeah. So we need to, the voice is getting a little bit quieter with the agreement there, can I just say. So God's word is powerful. Thank you. Steve Pryor. Whoa, he's like a cheerleader. He's great. Do we think God's word is important even 2,000 years later? Yeah, absolutely. I tell you now, I wouldn't be stood where I am doing what I'm doing if it wasn't for God's word. You know, it wasn't just an idea. You know, God's word has shaped me personally. And I'm praying it shapes all of us and continues to shape me. So we need to read it. And we need to start today, even if, I'm not saying to you, you have to spend three hours in the morning doing it. I'm saying, fit it in like your others to begin with, so it becomes a habit. So if you turn on your phone and look at an Instagram post, turn on your phone and look at one verse. It's probably shorter than most of the Instagram posts, and there's less pictures, and less jealousy in there. But I want to read you some verses this morning, and we want to start as we mean to go on. I want to encourage you as well, if you come to church, um, this is my notebook, Okay. It's dad's jokes. It hasn't got any jokes in it, you'll be pleased to hear. Okay? But this is my notebook. If I'm ever listening, if I'm sat here, I'll either use this on my phone because actually I can't always take in what I hear. I think it's, there's, a, there's a proverb that says you only remember a tiny percent of what you hear, a bigger percent of what you hear and see, 
and a massive percent of what you hear, see, and do. So when you write it as well, even if it's just a verse, write it. Wes here is going to start doing some stuff with our key stage three. So if you're 11 to 14, every once the first and third Sunday, I think we're saying, is they're going to go out and he's going to encourage them to take notes and they're going to have a little profile they can fill in. And actually a way to do it, like a verse they heard, a question they've got, something they can look at to remember. Do you know, you might not read them again when you've taken the notes. That's not important. The important thing is that as you write it and you read it and you hear it, you'll remember it. Okay, we say to put God's word in our heart. I'm not going to just talk this morning. I am going to read a lot of scripture, okay, because it's really important. Does anyone know, and this is a bit of a controversial question maybe, anyone know what the central verses of the Bible is? Anyone know what the very middle, the very heart of the Bible is? There's two answers to this question. One of them is the chapter. Well done, Faye. The middle chapter of the Bible is Psalm 117 but we'll come back to that in a minute. But what are the middle verses of the Bible? Anyone? No, it isn't. It isn't. I'll tell you now, there's 31,102 verses. That means it's an even number of verses, which means that you can't have one middle verse, you've got two. So here is the middle two verses of the Bible. If you had your notebook, you could write these down. If you've got a phone, you can write it on your notes. I want to encourage you to do it because you'll be active. At school, who's a teacher? They're very embarrassed, these teachers. Is it because they've just gone back to school and they're like, oh, yeah, okay. Hannah Crossgree, you're a teacher. Okay. And Hilly, Hilly you, never, you never retire from being a teacher, do you, Hilly? No, we had people retired from work, got all those presents. They were still in every day listening to readers. It's like you may as well not have retired. Anyway, the central verses of the Bible are found in Psalm 103, verses 1 and 2. They are the two middle verses of the Bible. This is what is at the heart of God's Word, Okay. Praise the Lord, my soul, all my inmost being. Praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. So right at the heart of the Bible is a call to praise. What have we started with this morning? Praise. If you don't like singing, sorry, but we're praising God. The heart of God's message is to praise with everything we are, with all my inmost being, to lift him higher. And then it goes on to say, forget not his benefits. So I'm going to cheat a little bit because all those two verses in the middle verses, it reminds us of something really important that is right smack bang in the middle of the Bible. But let me say this to you. If in the morning you woke up and just read the first verse and then read it again and read it again, would that encourage you? Yeah. Don't set yourself a challenge you're not going to do. I am going back on my running. I'm getting back on my diet. I am not going to run a marathon tomorrow. Believe me. In fact, I'll be honest with you. I am not going to run a marathon ever. Okay. But I'll start off small and maybe get bigger and hopefully get smaller. A bit like James's dog. And James. Okay. Sorry, James. I'm being offensive to you this morning. But... I'm going to carry on. Forget not all these benefits. Because when you read a verse that says, forget not all these benefits, we need to go, well, what are we not to forget? What is it we've not to forget? What are the benefits of praising God? Well, it goes on to say this. Are you ready? Psalm 103, verses 1 to 2, said what it said. And then it goes on to say this. All these benefits, he forgives all your sins. 
there's an encouraging message. Everything you've ever done wrong, wiped out. If you're here this morning and you're feeling guilty, you don't need to because you can take it to Jesus and say, you've paid it. He forgives all our sins, our past, our present and future. Is that, are you all encouraged by that or not? I am. Yeah, thank you. Well, show it. Come on, people. New year, new you. Let's be enthusiastic. Don't just wait for Steve and Gary to say it. Come on, you can say it too. That You don't have to give permission. You know, Gary, I'm going to start getting you and Steve up here. A bit like Aaron and her. Instead of holding my arms up, you're going to go, amen. And everyone's going to go, amen. It's going to be like call and response, okay? Oh, dear me. What are the benefits of going on to say it's following Jesus? It goes on to say this. There's forgiveness. There's healing. There's redemption. You are crowned. You are satisfied. You are renewed. You're made right. And there is justice for all the oppressed. How encouraging is that? That at the very heart of God's word and God's message, it's a call to praise with everything you are. And the benefits of praising him with everything you are is forgiveness, healing, sanctification, redemption, crowning, and justice. It's only me excited. Hey, Gary, come on. Come on, Gary. I'm going to get Gary to sit around different parts of the room and sit next to you. And every time he's going to do it, he's going to elbow the people either side of him. So even if they just go, okay, it'll sound great. Come on, encourage, encourage, okay. The chapter that is central, as Faye correctly said, is Psalm 117. So Psalm 117 is the middle chapter of the Bible. And you know, it is the shortest chapter in the whole Bible. It consists of just two verses, I think it is. And it says this. I wish I'd printed it into my notes, because that would have been much slicker. Two verses say this. Praise the Lord, all you nations. Praise, extol him, all you people. So not just praise him, not just you praise him, is at the central of the Bible, but the whole world praise him. The whole of the nations. Every, this isn't just a message for the Jews, for Israel. This is a message for all people to praise, to extol. Verse 2 says, why should we praise him? For great is his love towards us and the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. Praise the Lord. So this morning, if we're saying, right, okay, new me, new year, new me, I'm going to start and I'm going to, I'm going to make sure I'm going to read a little bit of God's word. If we're saying it's precious, if we're saying it's important, you know, hundreds of years ago, the common people weren't allowed to read it. The church made it all in Latin and actually that wasn't accessible. You've got access to the best-selling book of all time. The best-selling book, not just of the past, but of today. The book that's given away the most, the book that is shared, that you'll find in your hotel room is precious. And I want to encourage you this morning to start this year. I know it's the 8th of January. We had a break last week. It's okay. I want to encourage you to pick it up and read a bit. And the why is this? Because actually he forgives, he heals, he crowns, he he sanctifies. But also, he's for everybody. All people. All nations. That is amazing, isn't it? And it's because of his great love towards us and his faithfulness. Right? If you read nothing else today and you hear nothing else that I say, those two messages are amazing. Wouldn't you agree? Should I sit down now? No. Okay. Well done, Gary. Be more like Gary. Don't be like Francis saying yes. 
I'd be quite happy to sit down now. But, you know, I think there's important things we need to look at. How do we do it? You might say, I don't even know where to start. Well, there's apps galore. If you've got a phone, there's U version that has hundreds of plans. There's the Alpha Bible in a year that you can do in full. Or you can do the youth version where there's just a few verses. Or you can do just a part of it. Or you could just pick up your Bible and say, I'm going to go through a gospel, the stories of Jesus. I'm going to go through Mark. I'm going to go through a letter that's encouraging, like Philippians. I'm just going to read a little bit. And I'm going to read the same bit every day, maybe. Or another thing you can do is to get to somebody else, a group with friends. Some of these apps keep you accountable, don't they? And you've got to message every day you're supposed to be doing it. Oh, sorry, I'm not looking at anyone in particular. But it's important. I've started with a group of five, five of us. We're reading a devotional book and we're writing in a WhatsApp group something that's encouraged us. And do you know what? Already it's encouraged me because of the thoughts these guys have shared with me. And it's really powerful. Get together with someone. So this is what I'm saying. If you already do this, don't sit there going saying this message isn't for me this morning. I already read my Bible. You say, who can I help? Who can I get alongside? Who can I mentor? Who can I disciple? Who can I, even two other people, just get in a group and say, we're going to do this. Get a devotional, get some notes, do it. Don't just sit here this morning and say, yes, it's important, yes, it's precious, and walk out the door and say, no, I'm just going to read the bus timetable. That might get you to the town hall, but it won't get you to the throne room of heaven. It won't get you to the throne room of heaven. If you miss a day, don't fret about it. Okay? Because actually there's grace. If you miss a day, you can start again. You can restart. Don't beat yourself up. Even when I'm doing my gym and my diet and stuff, I'll probably have days where I eat badly. But I know I can do it if I persevere. You know? Do audio if you must. People listen to it. But I have to say, I think this might be the teacher in me coming back, I think audio sometimes is just, I'll put it on and I don't really take it in. So just be aware. I'd rather, I'd rather read one verse over and over again throughout the day than listen to a whole chapter read to me because I'm more likely to remember it. I'm more likely to take it in. How do we do it? We give it attention. That Facebook quote we read, maybe. Instead of reading that, read a verse or two a day. Read those things. Or the Psalms. You can even use the Psalms as your own prayer. Psalm 1. If you've done the Bible in a year, it starts with Psalm 1 in the Psalms. That's a good place to start, isn't it? Psalm 1, verses 1 to 2, says this. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. I don't think that means Costa, okay? That's mockers spelled M-O-C-K-E-R-S. Sorry for those of you who think that you, know, you can sit in Costa and have a mocker and it's fine. <laughs> Verse 2, but whose delight, delight, something that you really enjoy, not endure, something that's really exciting, that you delight in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. So Psalm starts off with meditate on his word day and night. Delight in it. That means you've got to be excited. If you try and have like five chapters before breakfast, you're probably not going to find you delight in it unless you're very experienced. You need to get down and understand it. Psalm 119, 
is a great place to start because it's full of the hows and it's the longest chapter in the whole Bible. I'm filling you up with loads of general knowledge for quizzes here, aren't I? Okay, and by the way, the Good Samaritan is in Luke, okay? But anyway, I was reminded by Babs of my amazing uh, performance this week. Psalm 119 verse 15 says this, I meditate on your precepts, that's the law, the word of God, and consider your ways. Meditate. Often as Christians and churches, sometimes we go, ooh, meditate, I can't do that, because it's all about um, and boy George in the jungle. The Bible talks about meditating, but Christian meditation isn't emptying yourself. It's filling yourself with him. It's fixing your thoughts on him. It's filling your mind with him to praise him with all your inmost being, to fill us up so we can be sent out. Meditate, the word literally means to chew over. I can see you chewing over there. Good good job. Sorry, you can chew. I'm not in school, Wes. It's okay. You can have chewing gum. It's fine. Meditate means to chew over. I often, when I've, when I've met with some of the guys that I've mentored, I often talk about, if you go for a steak, anyone like a good big steak? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming, having said there's no veganuary, I'm assuming we're all okay with that. Anyone like a big steak? Okay, I've seen a picture of what Joel had last night and it was a big steak. Okay, big steak. You wouldn't go for a meal with that big steak, get the steak on your fork and try and ram it all in your mouth, would you? Would you? Would you? I'm glad you said no. Would, you wouldn't, would you? What would you do? You cut it into little morsels and you know, you savour every mouthful. Or whatever food you like. Let's, I, don't want to put, I don't want to be a stumbling block to people who don't like steak. Whatever food you like, let's think it's cake. Rhymes with steak. Debbie's on with me now, aren't you? Cheesecake. Or even cheese and biscuits. Who's had lots of cheese and biscuits over Christmas? Yeah? You don't get that whole wheel of Edam and try and ram it down your throat. It will kill you. You cut it into small portions and you savour and you delight in every morsel. Would you agree? If you've had a really good meal... You and I had a really good meal before Christmas at the Stolter's house. And all my days, I savoured every morsel. I did eat lots of it. It was very nice, as you can tell. But I savoured it. I savoured it. So how is it then, when you come to the Bible, we give up because I think we try and eat the whole steak at once. We try and stuff the whole Edam wheel in our mouths when actually it's not meant to be used like that. Yes, in context... Let's not play Bible bingo where we just flick randomly. You know, you've all heard the old story of the man who did Bible bingo and the first verse he picked at random was and Judas went out and hung himself. He thought, that's not very encouraging. So he flicked back through his Bible and went again and it went, now go you and do likewise. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that, okay? Bible bingo is never a good thing. You know, and if you're full at a meal... If you're really disciplined and you're full at a meal, you stop and you come back to it when you're hungry again. So actually, the God's word we're supposed to meditate on, we're supposed to chew it over, we're supposed to keep reflecting on it whenever we can, wherever we can. Don't limit it to a time and place. Yes, it's great if you can find that same time every day that's really quiet for you and God. That's great. But I often find we make ourselves guilty because we miss it and go, oh, I've missed the chance, I can't do it now. Wherever you are, 
Whatever it takes, small chunks, meditate, chew it over, savour each mouthful. Try and do it as often as you eat and snack. And as you can see, I eat and snack a lot. I need to stop. Often we like a marinade, don't we? Meat that's been slow cooked. I'm, going, I'm getting hungry now, this isn't good. <laughs> when you slow cook something and it just is so much more, yeah? It's the same with God's word. To meditate means to marinate, to stew it over, to think it through, to really soak in those little bits. Even on book group, on a Friday, some of us, for the last umpteen years, have been reading Christian books. Every single one of those points to passages of Scripture and explains those passages of Scripture. So on a Friday afternoon, we used to meet in a coffee shop. Since COVID, it's been online. I'm tempted to say, let's get back together to meeting again, because I think it's more fun. But we do it for half an hour. And we read a chapter a week of a Christian book that's quite easy to read. We're starting a new one two weeks on Friday called Dangerous Prayers by Craig Grishel. If you're interested in getting involved and you're free on a Friday from quarter past one to quarter to two, let me know. I'll add you to the group. If you can't make it, you can still read the book and read the chapter. And that's actually fine. There's no guilt. There's nothing. Little bits, chunks. So why bother? I've given you loads of hows, but why bother? Well, Psalm 119, we'll come back to in a minute. But 2 Timothy 3, verses 16 to 17, are a very famous pair of verses. It says this, All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good Work. If I just read those two verses, we could take all sorts of words, couldn't we? We could go, all scripture, even the difficult bits, are useful. But also, let's look at verse 2. We made you on all scripture is given, but verse 2 says, why? So that you can be thoroughly equipped. Thoroughly equipped. When you go out, stories maybe of people who go climbing mountains and they're only wearing a pair of trainers and a thin jacket, Yeah? They're not equipped for what's ahead. This says God's word will help you be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Do we want to do stuff that's good? Well, you need to be thoroughly equipped. And how do we get thoroughly equipped? We get into God's word. That's the how and that's the why and that's all those things in there. You see people not getting that. I took... um, I took a family to Manchester Children's Hospital on Friday because they needed to get there for an appointment. And before we'd even got to Ulverston, the little boy whose appointment it was started saying, oh, I feel sick. Okay? And I said, oh, we're nearly at the Shell garage. Can you hold on? And his mum and dad are trying to, trying to placate him. And eventually he goes, oh, I can feel it coming. <laughs> and the only thing that was available was the dad's hat. And before we pulled into the shell garage at Ulverston, he had to throw the hat away. Okay? Why? Because he wasn't thoroughly equipped. They hadn't even thought about travel sickness. I said, does he get travel sick? They said, yeah. I said, well, did you not think? No, we didn't. We normally do. But they hadn't thought. They weren't equipped for the journey that lay ahead. They weren't equipped. Actually, on the way home, they had all those cardboard ones from the hospital, so we were okay. 
but they weren't equipped for what was ahead. You know, another resource that I've just thought about is the old to new stuff on the website that Jeff did. That goes through every Old Testament book, gives you an overview, looks at key verses, memory verse every day. Go on the church website, access that, make use of it. Get into God's word. Are you getting the message? Are you going to do something about it? Good. If you're already doing something about it, are you going to encourage somebody else? To, good. This is what, basically that's what it is this morning. Okay. But it's important. So, they weren't equipped. All scripture's useful, leads to us being thoroughly equipped. The message version says this in that passage. Through the word, we are put together and shaped for the tasks God has for us. Do you want to do good stuff for God? Do you want to see God at work in your life and in your street and in your house? Through God's word, we are put together and shaped for what God has in store for us. That tells you why we've got to do this. Let's not leave it on a shelf or in a drawer or in anywhere else. Let's use it. Meditate on that for a minute. Yeah? Think it over. It's important. All of it's useful. It's God-breathed. The message version says, showing us truth, exposing our rebellion, correcting our mistakes and training us to live God's way. So what do we read it for? It's to be equipped for good works. I can give you verses that say things like, don't grow weary of doing good. Believe you me, there's times where I have to keep remembering that verse. Don't grow weary of doing good. Because <laughs> actually sometimes it's hard. It tells us all, all the time to build up and encourage, build up and encourage, build up and encourage, build up and encourage. That's why I love Gary doing what he does and Steve and people, because it's building up and encouraging. Yes, it's building up and encouraging me, but actually we all need it, don't we? Yeah? Build up and encourage. Love your enemy. Love your neighbour. I see so many people. I saw a little thing on Facebook this week. It's talking about where people were slagging off Christians for reading the Bible and saying, oh, why are you reading that? Da, da, da. It's full of hate and this. No, Jesus' message was to love. Love your enemy. Not just love your friends. To love. The problem is, we as Christians haven't necessarily let that message sink deep and done it. We love the people it's easy to love, not the people it's hard. Love your enemies, love your friends, love your neighbours, yourself, but love the Lord your God with all your heart. Build up, don't gossip, don't, don't get involved in those things. Maybe, here's a suggestion, I, I don't know about you, I've found over the years that there's a lot of 316s in the Bible. Really, really powerful verses that are found in chapter 3, verse 16. So if you don't know where to start, have a look at some 316s. We all know John 316, yeah? That's a powerful one. The one I've just read is 2 Timothy 3, 16. Then we've got 1 John 3, 16 says this. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. There's a verse we can meditate on. It's a 3, 16. Colossians 3, 16. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. There's a 3.16. To sing songs. That's what we do. <laughs> to sing his praise. Why do we do it? Well, Ephesians 6 is a good one, isn't it? Ephesians 6 is the armour of God. Read Ephesians 6 this week if you've not where to start. The armour of God tells us how to be prepared. And what is the Bible in the armour of God? Thank you, Jamie. It wasn't, it wasn't a rhetorical question. Well done. The sword of the Spirit. In the message version, it says this. Ephesians 6, verses 13 to 18 says this. Be prepared. Again, 
How do we be prepared? With God's word. A lot of us are going naked to battle and that is not good. Not good. Be prepared. You're up against far more than you can handle on your own. When people say God will help us handle everything, that's not in the Bible. It says he will, he will not let us be tempted more than we can bear. But actually it says he will give us the strength and the perseverance. It doesn't say he won't give us too much that we can't handle. He just says he'll give us the strength to cope with it. You're up against far more than you can handle on your own. Take all the help you can get. Yeah? Every weapon God has issued so that when it's all over but the shouting, you'll still be on your feet. Truth, righteousness, peace, faith and salvation are more than words. Learn how to apply them. You'll need them throughout your life. God's word is an indispensable weapon. Indispensable. Say that again indispensable. That means don't put it away. Don't ignore it. Don't just use it on a Sunday or on a house group night. Every day, little and often. Let's start this year with a real passion for his word, yeah? But what does it go on to say after that? It says this, prayer in the same way, prayer is essential in this ongoing warfare. When we say to you, do you want to go and receive prayer? Don't go, oh, I'm a bit embarrassed. Prayer is essential. It is essential. It's essential for you to be prayed for and to be prayed with and to pray with others and to pray in your own space. It is essential. Pray hard and long. Pray for your brothers and sisters. Keep your eyes open. Keep each other's spirits up so that no one falls behind or drops out. So those of you who are sitting there this morning going, well, I already do this, Johnny. I have 25 hours a day in my Bible and praying. You can't. It's impossible. Do you know what? Your job is to, you're already equipped to do the good work and the good work is to get alongside somebody else, to encourage them, to start a new habit, to encourage them. Psalm 119 verse 105 says this, there's a lot of verses, it'd be great if you had a notepad, wouldn't it? Psalm 119 verses 105 says this, it's not a guilt trip, honest. Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. Who finds it useful to have a light? I don't mean for your smoking, okay? Who finds it useful? Who's ever stood on a plug the wrong way up? Ooh, I once kicked a hedgehog. I'm not proud of it. When we lived in Dalton, I went out to the car at night in my stocking feet and thought, Joel's left his football by the car, and I kicked it. And I realised, the hedgehog was okay. Don't get the NSPCA or RSPCA, whatever it is on me. But I kicked a hedgehog in my stocking feet. Why? Because I couldn't see. That could have ended badly, couldn't it? (laughs) I think the hedgehog quite liked it. You look at all those people who go on parties where they roll down hills in balls or, or they go flying through the air. I think the hedgehog quite liked it, personally. But why is the light good? It stops you stumbling around in the dark. What's the light? God's word. Can you see how God's word is telling us why we need to do this? And how we need to do it is simply not, not making a big deal of it, just making sure we get into it. If we don't understand it, get together with somebody who might. Psalm 119, verses 129 to 136 says this, Your statutes, that's his word, are wonderful, therefore I obey them. The unfolding of your words give light. It gives understanding to the simple. That's me. Gives understanding to the simple. Read it. Open my mouth and I pant, longing for your commands. Turn to me and have mercy on me as you always do to those who love your name. Direct my footsteps according to your word. Let no sin rule over me. Redeem me from human oppression that I may obey your precepts. Make your face shine on your servant and teach me your decrees. 
Can you see that God's word is full of encouragement to just praise him, to read, to get deep, to listen to what he's got to say? Do you know the world we're in is probably, obviously there's been surveys done about people going to church, but I would say the world we're in is probably more anti-Jesus than ever before in some ways. I think there's fewer people reading God's word. And do you know what? Is the world getting better? No, I don't think so. In fact, there's a situation that young, there's a guy who young men look up to who's been arrested over, overseas and actually his story is horrendous, yet young men look up to him. And he's a porn magnet and he traffics people, he treats women like slaves. In fact, one of the comments in the newspaper was he treats his women like they're just a new sports car to test out. And that's somebody our young men are looking up to. Yet what does Jesus say? Praise me with all your inmost being. Because Jesus is worth looking up to. Because he was humble. He came to serve, not to be served. And we come towards the end. John 1, verse 1 to 5. This tells me why, most importantly, I should read it. And again, the little devotional I'm doing with the guys, this was the verse from yesterday. So I think God is encouraging me that this was the right thing to say. John 1, verses 1 to 5 says this. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness. And the darkness has not overcome it. Last point. Jesus is the word. That's why we need to get into the Word, because Jesus is the Word. He says it himself. He gives light that can't be overcome. In his prayer, he says, give us this day our daily bread. Not just physical, because when he was tempted, he said, man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the heart of God. It's not just physical need, it's a spiritual need we have, and we've got to get into it. Why would we not want to start and continue with light? Yeah? I've got teenagers and, and oldest children in my house who love leaving the lights on. It's like Blackpool Illuminations when I come home. That's the famous saying. Although I have to say, if Blackpool Illuminations were like my house, it would be very disappointing. A few LEDs, not very exciting. But why would we not want to start and continue with light? Because the light guides. The light gives life. The light equips us. The light is better than the dark. You know, if you're not sure how to get involved, maybe you're new to all this. Maybe you've come to church for the first time and somebody's dragged you along. I don't know. But if you're new to all this, email help at springmount.church and, and say, I'd really love to get into the Bible. How can I do it? We've got connect groups. We've got connect groups most evenings of the week. Some of them are here, so you can just come here. Just a little word of warning. There is a group that meets downstairs that is Drug Addicts Anonymous, and there's a group that meets upstairs at the same time. We had two young lads who came to the Young Adults House group and ended up having coffee with the Drug Addicts Anonymous group. And I think they were confused as to what was going on. So just, just be aware. If it's here, it might be upstairs. Just check that out, okay? If you don't know how, connect in a connect group. And if you're in a connect group, encourage your connect group to get into his word, not just on a Sunday and a Tuesday, Wednesday, whenever it is, but every day. Encourage, encourage, build up, strengthen, shine light. But you know, the first step in getting to know the word is to remember those central verses of the Bible and go from there. The central verse of the Bible, in the message version, I'm going to finish with this. 
those central verses in Psalm 103. And I'm going to read more than just the central verses. It says this. Oh, my soul, bless God. From head to toe, I'll bless his holy name. Oh, my soul, bless God. Don't forget a single blessing. He forgives your sins, everyone. He heals your diseases, everyone. He redeems you from hell, saves your life. He crowns you with love and mercy, a paradise crown. He wraps you in goodness, beauty eternal. He renews your youth. You're always young in his presence. Now that last one's a promise for many of us, isn't it? You're always young in his presence. Isn't that amazing? And it even says in verse six, God makes everything come out right. So even if you just read that, how encouraging would that be? So don't sit there going, yes, I go to church. Yes, I'm a Christian. Yes, I believe the Bible's important. We've got to put our faith into action. We've got to put our words into action. Yes, there'll be times where we miss it. There'll be times where we miss. This isn't about if you miss, well, that's it. Just get back on your bike and ride. Get back up and keep walking. But it's easier when there's someone with you. So I finish with Colossians 3. Oh, no, I don't finish with Colossians 3. I finish with that. <laughs> so there's the challenge. I've talked an awful lot this morning, and I'm very sorry. But it's so important. So important. And hopefully you'll get the heart of this. This new year, start as you mean to go on. Deep in the word. We're going to worship. We're going to take communion to remember Jesus and what he gave but as we do that, if you want prayer this morning, the prayer team will be at the back. If maybe you thought, actually, something's stirring in me. Maybe this morning you've never heard a message like this. Maybe you thought, I need, to, I need to know more. Go and receive prayer. There's nothing to be ashamed of. There's nothing to be scared of. Maybe you've never got to know the word that is Jesus. Maybe you don't know who Jesus is. Go and tell somebody in the prayer team. They'll be at the back with the lanyards on that say prayer team. But don't leave and just go, I'm not going to do it. But let's get into the word. Let's be faithful because, you know, great is his faithfulness. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you this morning for your power and your might. But I thank you for your love. I thank you that we can sing praise to you with all my inmost being. I thank you that we can worship you in spirit and truth. I thank you that you prepare us for what we need. I thank you that you thoroughly equip us. And Father, this morning, I pray that anyone in this place, it won't be through a spirit of being feeling guilt or anything else, but recognising that those words is what's going to give us light. Your word is what's going to give us truth. Your word is what's going to give us what we need to journey. Father, help us be thoroughly equipped as we step into this year. In Jesus' name, amen.